some nice weather, isn't it? Not bad for October. Not too bad. bear with us we're trying to learn new technology which is interesting but hopefully it'll be good well welcome to beertastic um that sounds a bit too formal that but um it will hopefully be a series of podcasts with me Teo, and uh oj on the other side of the mic hello there so basically this podcast is well, you say, i wouldn't say random but what would you say it'd be about um, I would say if um, it's about uh, our odd lives, I'm going to say, in terms of what we perceive and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, so we're going to just be reacting about different news. It's going to be um, about food, tech, and sport. But also to spice things up, we're going to try each week um, a different type of craft beer, hence the name Beertastic. And uh, give us, or give you, your opinion. Exactly. So, um, basically this week I've come up with some news articles. OJ does not know, hasn't seen what articles I have um, picked. And this will be the first time he's here, and then I'll, all of us can see his reaction to it. Right, let's get started. So, this is quite quite local to us, and you have been around in this area before. You got. You said to me last night. You you think you've solved what I was thinking, because you know it's about food. But that's all you know. Yeah. So what were you thinking? I found. Well, I thought it was something seafood related because I don't eat a lot of seafood. So I presume that's what it's about. You are halfway there. Yeah, you are halfway there, and it's a delicacy that's coming back into fashion now. In Cornwall. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Um, I think we should try that next time. If you, what we, you'll find out what you think of it. But it's a uh, yeah Cornish dish, and it's called stargaze pie. So I'm guessing, judging by that, it's a fish pie of some scripture. E- yeah, it's not a very good looking fish pie. Uh, I'm just going to show OG a picture of it. Um, oh, I, uh, I, I actually I know what you talk about now because I have you actually seen it? I've seen the image before, but I've. Uh, yeah, that is... Yeah, that for the for the listeners, there's this typical pie with three dead fish heads sticking out of it. Doesn't look that appealing, um, not going to lie. But uh, it's got all sorts of seafood in it, like haddock, hake, cod, mackerel, sand, eels, th- don't know if that was a thing, ling, and dogfish. Dogfish? Yeah, dogfish. What is a dogfish? I don't know. Maybe it looks like a dog. I don't know. Haddock? see but would you eat it though That's the i main mean question. i don't i personally don't eat fish um but for you for the viewers at home i have pet fish of my own at home so i oh, yeah, officially yeah. rule out any sort of um eating of but how about fish, fish and chips well fish no fish and chips i'd rule that out as well i'd have to chips, really i swear i saw you eating fish and chips no okay. i've had like a battered sausage like in terms of that sort oh yeah but i yeah. wouldn't have no like any sort of fish if it's like a prawn cocktail crisp i will have that because it's technically not actually got fish in it but I, yeah um but yeah i wouldn't even if i did eat fish i don't think looking down my plate and seeing three dead fish hanging out of a pie is a very appealing experience yeah it's just like, the imagine eyes. you order that 
you're like, oh yes, let's have the stargaze pie. <laughs> and then when it gets delivered to your your table, you just see three dead fish just staring you down the face. I'm like, that's a great start, isn't it? Mm. I feel like I would order it just because of the amount of fish inside, but I wouldn't like the appearance of it. No. It's, I, I feel like you'd have to question like the um what's it the high the hygiene in that food as well, like whether that's cooked properly or I mean, Not. it would do, but I just wouldn't obviously eat the brain bit and the eyeballs. No. <laughs> Which you still can. It's safe. You've seen it on Iron Celeb, don't you, with the eyeballs they eat. Yeah. Um, fish eyes. Oh, anyway, I, I looked up what dogfish is. It's actually a type of shark. Uh, so it's a bit like a catfish? Yeah, it's actually that, pretty much. It's um, that I thing. see. So, yeah. yeah, it's quite like a sort of like a catfish in a way so it's not too bad i was expecting i didn't know you like... could eat those though for those but anyway yeah um pretty much they put anything they can catch in it i'm taking guess of I presume so <laughs> no offense to the uh where does this delicacy oh. originate from or is it is it from Cornwall? yeah no it is from a town and uh oh the name escapes me it's got a weird it's a weird name it's called mouse hole uh, Nothing against it, but it's unusual. Name. I think that's if I'm right, right in saying that's near Plymouth. I'm not sure. Born in seaside village of Mousehole, yeah, where the dish is yeah instrumental to the village. Apparently, wow, it's a bit of a bit of an odd village. Oh, but it's only made one day per year. One day per year. What day is that? For Christmas, well, near Christmas, twenty third of December. That's a bit of an odd... You could expect <laughs> if it was, like, Christmas Eve or, like, Christmas Day. But the 23rd, it's like, if you just... Oh, here's another one. It's got about 10 mackerel heads sticking out of it. That, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah. But that's a bit of an odd day, really. Like, how wouldn't we associate fish with Christmas? I think some cultures do. I think in France, we do. Mm. Um, but in terms of, like, a British culture, I wouldn't perceive yeah. it as something that I would... Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? I just wouldn't want to eat it. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, for me as well, I don't know. If I were, if they removed the head, I might try it. But it depends yeah. on the bones in there. I don't want to be like choking on bones. Yeah. I feel like it's quite, it's something that you'd expect like in France. Like when you have like fish legs and stuff like that and snail. It'd be like not out in the ordinary there, but like. Yeah. Yeah. In Cornwall, it's a bit of a bizarre take. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so the next one I found this is tech-related. And I'll say viewers or listeners will soon find out that I'm the Apple side and then OJ is Android side. So you get a good mix between the two. Uh, but I do like Android phones. Not so Samsung's, but I do like their flip phones. But um, at the moment, I'm currently rocking a couple of Apple Gears. So um, this next one is obviously Apple-related. And it's the new iPhone 15. Um, as probably a lot of people see, it's not very, not so durable as they might have thought. No, it's uh, it's been perceived as a, a quite an easy to bend phone. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember where, I think it was um, the YouTuber Jerry Rig Everything. Yeah. That's uh, did yeah. a durability test on it and it literally took about half a second for him to snap the phone and yeah. it to break. Um Obviously, I know that the new iPhone is, I'm not sure if it's been done before, but it's made of titanium, if I'm right in yeah, saying. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, I, and uh, that's something quite new. So, it might be just that it's something new and they haven't really figured out how to make a durable phone with that material. Because they did it before with, um, I 
believe, sapphire glass they used on their screens before, and it proved to be very bad for like scratching and stuff. And it was it was not really it was it was sapphire, but it was a lower grade or something like that. I can't quite remember. I don't have yeah. a word for that. I still remember it was like quite bad in terms of if yeah. you put it in your pocket, it's done for. It's not controversial. Um, but See. obviously, if like you're the type of person that has your phone in your back pocket and you sit on it, it's done for now, man. Essentially. Yeah. If you got the new iPhone. Considering titanium is a very strong material. It's quite questionable how something <laughs> like that can break so easily. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of suspicions where people say they've lowered the screen, mainly the back screen that's the problem, smashing the glass behind it. And uh, apparently they've Apple was saying they've reduced the repair cost. It was about four or five hundred pounds to replace, and now it's only two hundred pounds. It's still extortionate for a thing that's yes. widely gonna happen on every phone it is much. but a lot of people are saying it's obviously controversial and i'm not saying this is true but uh they've made the price lower but they've made the back of the phone less durable to get more <laughs> repairs in it wouldn't judging by some of the things that apple have done in the past like um obviously making their earlier devices at least making it so over time it's designed to wear off so that you buy the next yeah one it wouldn't necessarily surprise me that they would cut costs to do that. Um, especially considering it's a bit odd that with titanium, it's more expensive than like aluminium, for example, which is what used on most, um, what most mobile phones is like the main base frame is for. Mm. It would be a bit odd to then lower the cost rather than increase the cost. So it's there's some sort of other implementation they've added that is way cheaper what well, makes the phone way cheaper rather than just the metal that's used mm. yeah um but whether they will do anything like a recall obviously um because they've obviously uh other companies don't pass obviously uh galaxy had to do a recall with their battery prop with oh the, yeah, uh, galaxy the note 7? 7 no 7 yeah that's yeah it. um yeah. There has been some battery problems as well with the new iPhone 15 in terms of uh, overheating and stuff. Yeah. So that could obviously contribute to the, um, maybe might melt down the metal a bit to make it more flexible. But Yeah, that takes us down to the next story, which is linked. Uh, there, people found out that if they use their own USB-C cable and not Apple's official USB-C cable, their phone seems to heat up more, allegedly. So, um, yeah. Well, the lights have just gone off in last year. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, well, we've still got a couple more. Speaking <laughs> of tech, um, but yeah, I think um, I think it's quite obvious what's happened there. They've designed their phone for their own cable and own cable only, mm. and that's what's making the problem. Does it have, because I know previous iPhones haven't had certain things that come like in the box when you buy it. Um, is uh, that an... Is that in the box? Like it, I think the cable. cable still comes to the box. It's obviously just the, the power plug. Yeah. Um, um, which I, I always think is, is ridiculous. Like you, Unless you have like a USB um, like port in your like plug sockets, you know, it's, you don't have your own plug socket for it, which is sort of more of an ask. And if you don't like have one to spare, for example... Like, for example, at home, I've got um, the only other plug socket I really have is, like, one that I plug into my laptop. But obviously, I can't, like, it's not one that's, like, detachable from the cable. So if oh, I, yeah. if my phone, the next phone I bought, if there was a phone I bought and it didn't come with 
a plug socket. I would need to buy my own. But yeah, I yeah, it's quite bizarre that Apple would. I think with some instances, like maybe headphones, for example, making headphones only exclusive, like working with Apple and stuff. I can understand that because it's not something that's a risk to the phone itself. Mm. But having something that makes a phone like endangers the safety of your phone just for pro- like profit is a bit is a bit cheeky. Yeah, well, Apple has actually come with a statement stating that it's a the software problem, not with their software, but with apps like Uber. Um, yeah, all your popular apps. I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> there's gonna be some. There's gonna be a lot of, um, lot of controversy now. And then judging by that, I'd imagine. Yeah. I, I don't expect Uber's gonna take lightning to Apple telling them that, that it's their fault. Um, I think it's unless like something like this happens on other phones, it's very clear that there's something that Apple's done that's obviously made it not work. Yeah, it may be, it may be, um, but certainly there's a lot of articles out there that yeah suggest that. Anyway, I forgot I forgot about the main thing, which is the beer tasting. Oh yes, that's a good point. So I have got called Gorilla. Gorilla. Gorilla, not Gorilla, Gorilla. Um, so I taste that. So haze, pale ale. What percentage is it? It is. Five percent, because I do need to drive back home. <laughs> That's a good point. I did see another one in the fridge for seven percent. I oh thought maybe not. Yeah, that is. Uh... <laughs> but for listeners, we are sharing this can, so we we won't be having. Yeah, and also uh, just a reminder: make sure to, if you're at home, uh, be responsible with your units as per usual. Uh, never drink over the limit. Um, yes. And obviously, no drink driving. Um, we recommend that. Or any sort of bad driving, we also recommend not to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get on with the uh, the taste. I'm gonna, gonna try the first taste. Give me a second. Sorry for the maybe ASMR. But, um, mm. That's a nice pale ale. Yeah. You want to try? It's a pale ale, is it? Yes, it is. Or haze. I can't quite remember it. It's a bit tropical. It's nice, but it doesn't like. It doesn't really, like, most pale ales have, like, a sort of a fruity kick to it. I don't really think there's a massive, distinct one with that. It's very hoppy. It's very. Mm. Um, the haziness I can I can get, it, te- it does have quite a good haze. It's, it's It does taste a bit like, um, what's it, the Brewdog Hazy Jane. That's quite good. Oh, yeah. I feel like they've sort of, Brewdog have managed to perfect, like, how to do, like, pale ales um, which I think most companies now are looking up to try and compete with so I've seen they're like the bar but I'd say that's not a bad attempt but I think a bit more fruitiness would be yeah I, d- I do love brew dog it's just the, ex- the ex- dispense of oh, buying yeah, it true. you're paying for it that's for sure yeah but um, you get what you get when you pay for it yeah well as we know we both were looking at um, how to make your own beer um, the other day, Nini bought you make it yourself beer machine. Um, yeah, how was our experience with that? I think when you look at it on paper, like these machines, no, even though it is you get to make your own stuff, 
it's no like you can't really justify the costs of like you know having these sort of things. It was a bit pricey, and it took a lot of space in your fridge. Yeah, it, it, it take looked like it did take a lot of space. So, but yeah, I'd say it's a solid beer. I'd say a seven out of ten. I'd say solid. It's yeah, I'll rate that. Yeah, it's a solid one. It doesn't. Um, It doesn't have a, like a particularly like massively potent aftertaste, which I quite like as well. Yeah, yeah it does. Like, it doesn't leave a bad aftertaste in your no. mouth. No. Um, yeah, I'd say it's a solid beer. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry for the slurps, guys. If you heard that, um, sorry about these chairs. They might be a bit creaky. I don't know, but hopefully you can't hear it. But um, yeah, anything else you want to tell the audience? What topics wise or just yeah? You know, if you got any topics, topics wise. So, um, if there's any uh, football fans at home, I'd imagine that uh, a lot of you have heard about all the uh, VAR controversy over this uh, this past weekend. Uh, for those who don't know, and for obviously Teo, who's yeah, I don't know much about sports, doesn't know so. about football. Uh, VAR is essentially a like essentially it's made to be there to like help with any sort of on-field decisions that obviously the referee or anyone else on the pitch can't see. Um, and obviously, in that way, you can be able to look back, replay, and judge what um, should and shouldn't be like given. And uh, on the weekend, there's been quite a few games, but I think the main standout is the Liverpool v Tottenham game on Saturday night, uh, which led to uh, the VR department wrongly disallowing a uh, goal for offside despite the player in question who scored the goal being in an onside position, uh, which later on in the game, uh, Liverpool lost 2-1 at the end of the match, which obviously, if that goal had been given, would have led to a draw between the two sides. Um, Can they look at it later past the game and then change the scores ever? Once it's like Once you've resumed play after like the decision's been made, there's no going back to it. Um, so it's only down to that one ref? and the It's v- down to like the VR department. And it's slightly different if if it's a red card, for example, mm. um, they could just say the ban won't come into effect with that. But if it's like a thing where it's a goal, you can't obviously then change. Also, the game would have been too... Because it's not fair then on the opposition team, despite obviously... Because it's, it's not their fault that a goal has been disallowed. Yeah. So obviously in that case, they can't overrule that. Or, for example, if a penalty should have been given when it wasn't given, they can't exactly go back, right, we've all got to go back to the stadium now and take the penalty. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's caused a lot of controversy in that. And uh, I'm just a couple of other uh, games this weekend where... But don't they show the, the audience what, they're seeing yeah, as like well. when like they're doing the check, mm. it like stadiums typically have like massive screens around the stadium. It does show like VR check on going and what is going on. But um yeah, like they managed I don't know how, but they managed to deduct that a player was offside when he was clearly um quite a fair bit onside. Wait, is it is it done like a simulation or is it just like many cameras? Like, like yeah, there's like mini cameras around the stadium. And they put it, and then whichever camera angle like best lines up the players, mm. and then draw a line on which goes like the width way across the pitch, 
and like based on the last defender of the opposition team. Right. And then if like um and then like the line over goes red or green. And if it's red then like that means the player's over the line. If it's green that means the player isn't over the line. Oh, I see. Um but I think what happened is that they managed to draw the line on like the on the incorrect side of him. So instead of drawing the line on whatever was closest to the like to the goal, mm. it was the opposite direction, which obviously led to um, the incorrect decision being made. And obviously now a lot of teams have like come up and said that like the sort of um, questioning the legitimacy of having VR and whether it's any use because of these decisions being made and stuff like that. A lot of people are coming under fire for like all these um, incorrect decisions. It's not just in this game. It's been happening for a couple of months or so. In a couple of years as well. But it's all... I can't remember what match it was. I think it was something to do with England. <laughs> oh, what? England v uh, Germany. That's when, it. When they were, what, back in like 2010 when Frank Lampard scored, but they didn't give it. Cause... That was slightly dodge. I had to... Yeah. That. Back then, though, like, they sort of implemented all like the goal line technology and that, which meant that it was a bit better for like referees and that to definitively say the ball's crossed the line. Hmm. But now I think maybe something should be done like that for like offsides where it makes it like split second decision tells you if a player is on or offside. I think that's what needs to be done going forward because yep. it's and maybe like having more than one VR department to look oversee it because clearly one person's opinion isn't enough to make a decision like but how that. does if it's to do obviously against countries what country is the the vr people like how uh, it's usually like a mixture of different countries but it's never obviously like a participating like in that match participating country for example oh is it not yeah usually, say, yeah typically i think usually at like world cups it's a lot of it is like staff that are of the home nation but obviously they won't be for when they actually play. But yeah, I think some, yeah, with club ones, it's quite hard because obviously you can't like, it's quite hard to go around and dig deep as to who supports who and stuff like that, mm. which is what some people have been asking maybe should be done because there's sometimes where a game is so overly controversial that it's like, it can't be just they're doing a bad job. They've There's something else there. But with that, it's a lot harder than just doing a background check on who comes from who. Oh, I see, yeah. But, but yeah. They still could have, like, family members that are a bit biased. I that's what I mean. It's like, it all, that's all bit... hard to check and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's always one of those things that is quite um, hard to look into. But, yeah, it's... Uh... Mm, that's fair enough. Right. I think... Let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Lovely. Well, I think that's time to call it for our first one. Um, next time we're going to have a bit more topics to talk to, but we're just testing out the waters, and um, hopefully we will see you, or you'll listen. Well, well, yeah, we'll hear from you soon, I guess. Back soon. But um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. And, thank you very uh, much. We'll both see you another time next week. I'll do. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye for now. The song that was in this podcast today was by Harris Heller and the song was called Vintage Crown.